There's a one in four chance to win with the Monopoly game now at Maccas. Ends 24 slash 10 slash 23. The Maccas Run. The Maccas Run. Live on your home of sport, SEN. Yes, indeed. The Monday version of the Maccas Run. Good evening, everybody. Brett Phillips in the chair. Thank you to, uh, of course, uh, Jared and Sam and Kane and Hodgie, of course, for a big edition of uh, Sports Day. And for those joining us around the country, you might have been taking some other programming. Welcome along to uh, the Macca's Run for the next little half hour before we uh, talk uh, the world of tennis, as we do right across uh, the network on a uh, Monday night. Our US Open uh, wrap, amongst other things, coming up in the next uh, half hour or so. Happy for you to jump on the Harcourt's open line if you've got... Anything you'd like to get off your chest, evident you say on the radio today, one three hundred seven three six seven three six. All things real estate, you can speak to Harcourts, your move, your Harcourts. If you prefer, you can jump on the temper text 0433981116. The all new temper pro, it's the most adaptive mattress ever. It's here, and it's a mattress like no other. One three hundred seven three six seven three six. So the boys on Sports Day just doing a little sports rap prior us uh, coming on air, we'll uh, touch on some things you might have missed uh, today, as we tend to do in this little uh, half-hour uh, slot. And uh, we will uh, happy to take your calls and your texts. You can contribute anything we might have missed uh, throughout the day uh, as well. But it's our little sort of catch-up uh, half-hour here on uh, SEN. one three hundred seven three six seven three six zero four double three ninety eight eleven sixteen on the text. We'll hear from some of the voices that have been making... Uh, news today and uh, we'll give you some updated news around uh, club land in particular heading into uh, the second week of the finals but you can contribute one three hundred seven three six seven three six. 736 736 Dave has uh, jumped on the line out in Epping. Dave great to have you uh, on the Macca's run. G'day mate how you going? I'm going beautifully. Yeah first of all I want to talk about the pies. Um, regarding the pies first of all I believe Manor should get off clearly a football act which was accidental and mate if he didn't go for this mother oh, let's say he didn't turn his shoulders I'm telling you now there would have been a big head crush and they both would have been knocked out that's first thing yep. second thing I want to speak about Luke Hodge has been given absolute what can I say he's been doubting us for mm-hmm. the past three weeks mm-hmm. on Jared Lately's program and telling us you know we should see up Melbourne and all that last week and that one that win was for him mate so I hope you watched it well and I hope he stops doubting us and thirdly mate I think um, I think we should fear the Giants, mate. I reckon they're going to beat Port. I think they're going to go to the granny, mate. That's just my honest opinion, and that's all. Good on you, Dave. Uh, you appreciate it. They've been one of my favourite teams to call uh, this year, the GWS uh, Giants, and they absolutely deserve their place in the second week of the finals. Too good for St Kilda. Their form since about the midway uh, point of the year, brilliant, winning everywhere around Australia. They've, they've been sent to all corners, the Giants, and Adam Kingsley has done a sensational job in his uh, first year as a coach. And, gee, you wonder if Adam Kingsley had have stayed at Richmond for another year, if he hadn't have got that Giants job, gee, he would have put himself in a great position to coach uh, the Tigers. I mean, he was always, uh, he's always been destined to be uh, a senior coach. He uh, obviously missed out on a couple of jobs, but was always in the frame uh, for a, an AFL senior gig. And he's done uh, a terrific job. Their brand of footy is uh, absolutely brilliant. On the pies, look, I was lucky enough to call that game on uh, Thursday night, 92,000, and the question going in was, could they regain their absolute best form again after, um, you know, the tough little back end of the season? But, gee, they were on. And, and look, Melbourne and Jared and uh, Sam have touched on this on uh, Sports Day, but 
you know, you have 32 more inside 50s. And I go back to that game when Harrison Petty did kick six. And the only bit they were missing that day, and I think they beat Adelaide in that really close game at the MCG, the only piece they were missing was Bailey Fritch, who was out injured. And you thought Melbourne have actually got this sorted now. Petty looks good. Obviously made his name as a defender, but goes forward and gives a terrific contest. And you've got Cosie Pickett and Chandler and co sort of buzzing around. Melksham was in great form. Gee, it's amazing how it can turn. And the ball's going inside 50 on Thursday night. And there was just no, um, nothing that convinced us, you know, watching the game or calling the game, that they were going to get a real reward inside 50 Melbourne. It was just a little bit chaotic. And here they are in a sudden death final uh, coming up uh, this week. But credit to the Pies. They... They, they found the mojo again, made the call to leave out John Noble, and some may say that was justified. Whether he comes back into the mix, we'll have to wait and see. It was a surprise to many to play, you know, 23 games of footy throughout the year and what he's brought to the team. But, gee, the ins that came in, I mean, Darcy Moore picks himself. Murphy's going to pick himself in the back half. And McCreary is one that Craig McRae would love because he gives you that pace and that run, and he's a great tackler. So, you know, it's a, it's a tough team, you know, certainly... Uh, to be left out of. But it'll be an interesting call as to what they go with in a couple of weeks' time, certainly with uh, the vision of Nick Dacos on the track uh, today and and moving quite well. He's got to come back into the frame, whether he's going to be uh, cherry ripe, ready to go for the prelim. Uh, we'll have to uh, wait and see. But, yeah, the buyers uh, were pretty good last uh, Thursday night. Uh, appreciate your call. Uh, let's go to Stephen Keelor on the Harcourts Open line. Steve, welcome. Hi, how's it going? Steve, going beautifully yourself? Yeah, pretty good. Just good man. Yeah, just listening to the show. Um, I just wanted to add because I was just watching the Kingy and Jared show just on YouTube, and they're just talking about Melbourne and I don't know how they lost the match and all that. But I was thinking because they had 14 points to half time. I mean, how are you going to win a match if you got 14 points to half time in the first final? And second, Maya Check and Elliot missed directly in front. That could have been 42 to, to 6, I think, in the first quarter. Well, Steve, it's been the issue for Melbourne for not just uh, this year, but obviously the last uh, year or two, hasn't it, is, the, uh, is that final third of the ground. I mean, their defence uh, always, you can guarantee, is going to give uh, great effort and make it hard for the opposition to score. I mean, Christian Petrarca and Max Gorn and Clayton Oliver and Jack Viney, you know, did everything they possibly uh, possibly could. Lung-busting efforts on uh, Thursday night to get the ball forward. But that's been the issue for Melbourne. They can defend uh, as well as anyone. But if you're going in 32 more times and you don't get a result, it costs you. And they just haven't been able to solve that part of the ground, uh, Steve. But uh, that's the issue they face. And they... Face going out in straight sets again if they can't get it right uh, this week. Just a, a word on Collingwood, Steve. Yeah, just I think just they had to get this first final out of the way because there was a lot of pressure going into the final. And I reckon now, I reckon now they got all the um, nerves out. I reckon and all the stresses. And now I reckon I think they'll be all right for the prelim. I, I think. I think they'll be nice and settled now.
Who's going to execute best? Uh, that is uh, the question uh, in down the stretch of this final series. Good on you, Steve. Thank you. I think Dave just wanted to add who called in. Sorry, forgot to add how much of a star that Finn Callahan is and a future Brownlow medalist. Well, Dave, I mean, I love a left footer. And I'm drawn to anyone that kicks on the left foot because they are just beautiful users of the footy. And look, he's a class act. And they've got, they've got a really decent list, uh, the Giants. No doubt needed a fresh voice. Mark McVeigh, interim coach at last year and didn't get the gig, but they needed uh, someone to come in probably from the outside and just regenerate and, and get the place back on track after just losing their way a little bit there for a year or two on, in the, at the back end of Leon Cameron's uh, tenure. And they just play a beautiful brand of footy. They've got the, the blue-collar guys, and they've brought back that you know that great run, that orange, uh, the tsunami you know, effect you know, from halfback and Whitfield and Ash, who just give you incredible drive. And big Briggsy in the ruck. We uh, love what he's doing. Big uh, Kieran Briggs and Jesse Hogan. Dan Ford has got X Factor. And I don't need to really say anything about Toby Green. I think everyone uh, you know, says enough about him. He's an absolute... Uh, superstar of the uh, competition. one three hundred seven three six seven three six on the Harcourts open line. You can jump on the temper text 0433981116. So Melbourne Carlton on Friday night and the Blues, you know, some, some interesting decisions to make, you know, whether uh, Jack Silvani is going to get back from the knee, obviously facing a test. Is there a place for Jack Silvani in this team on Friday night? Love you to weigh in. As a Carlton fan, one three hundred seven three six seven three six. Harry Mackay entering the uh, uh, concussion protocols, so that is a bit of a blow. But uh, some would say, some would say maybe um, that mightn't be the worst thing in terms of uh, he and Kerno playing together and the effect of that. And so I think Carlton certainly are right in the mix to win that final on Friday night. There's no doubt. I mean, the pressure is on the Demons to find a solution up forward. We might squeeze in a little break. We'll come back. Plenty of footy news and other sports news bubbling around. We'll bring you up to speed and hear from some of the voices of the day. In fact, just on the way to the break, we might have a quick listen to Sam Walsh on the possibility of Jack Silvani coming into the team. Yeah, I think he had a session yesterday, which um, is usually a game game load. And if you pull up well from that, I think you're in a position to um, train for the rest of the week and um, put your hand up for selection. And we've seen what he's been able to do before he had his knee injury. He was um, in a really good space and able to impact up the ground and in the ruck, which is a tough role to do. So um, I think he'll be definitely one that will put his, put his hand up. Angus Brayshaw, I don't think you play again this year. He certainly wouldn't play in a preliminary final if they got that far and very unlikely to play in a grand final. The Demons are just, just livid about this. They feel like Braden Maynard is being supported by people despite knocking out a player, for, as you said, losing consciousness for two minutes. So on Friday, Michael Christian was adamant Maynard had no case to answer, prepared to stake his job on it. Now, four and five hours of discussions led to a compromised position where himself and Laura Kane, the new football boss, sent this through to the tribunal. Aguila McLaughlin and Andrew Dillon very strong on it, but so was Kane. She didn't need that. Their bidding. And so um, Angus Brayshaw, the poster boy for concussion, they will need to get into a court of law at some stage and say, we didn't do nothing in a case like this. So that's the voice of uh, John Ralph on the uh, MRO process around uh, Braden Maynard. So referred straight to the tribunal, as we all know, four o'clock uh, tomorrow, that'll play out. And Carlton are appealing the uh, two match ban for uh, Jack Martin ahead of uh, Friday night's final against uh, uh, the Demons. Steel side bottom, I just wanted to hear his thoughts here about uh, Braden Maynard as a uh, teammate you know I think it was it was a footy play it wasn't there was no malicious in it like 
Braz is a fair player and it's just unfortunate how it ended. I mean, you've watched him play as well. Like he, he hasn't ever really stepped over the line. So when he goes out there and play, he plays hard and fair. And, you know, that's what I see from Braz. So in real time on Thursday night as we were calling the game, myself, Matt Hill, and we had Josh Jenkins uh, with us, and we obviously had multiple replays of uh, the incident, is that we thought, hand on heart, that he doesn't have a case to answer here, that there was nothing malicious in the incident. Just one off the text here. Tackles are football acts, but if you choose to tackle and you knock out a player by hitting in the other player in the head, you risk a suspension. Bumps are football acts, but if you choose to bump and you knock out a player by hitting the other player in the head, you risk a suspension. Smothering is a football act, but if you choose to smother and it goes wrong, you risk a suspension. So Michael Christian's been prepared to say, as someone who played the game, that he doesn't have a case to answer, that uh, it shouldn't be necessarily judged on the aftermath and Angus Brayshaw being knocked out, taken off the ground and obviously sustaining an injury that couldn't allow him to come uh, back on the ground. So there's always these two arguments, isn't there? That it should just be judged on the act, not the aftermath. And then people will say, well, hang on, the guy's been knocked out, hit flush, taken off the ground, taking no further part. So I don't know. Everyone's going to see it from a different uh, point of view. But right now, I think personally... Uh, and, uh, you know, <laughs> it's only one opinion. Everyone else out there can have their opinion, and I'm not the ex-footballer. But uh, as someone who commentates the game and calls the game, I believe that it was just a, a fair act, someone making an attempt to smother, and as you go airborne, you come down, and then there's going to be some sort of contact. But, yes, the look of it doesn't look great in real time, but we can all... Agree to disagree, uh, perhaps, on it. one three hundred seven three six seven three six. 736 736 John is out on the road. John, welcome to the Macus Run. Yeah, thank you. Look, just on that last text you read out that smothering is a football act, but if it goes wrong and, and, and the opponent gets hurt, I mean, that that's not even mentioned or isn't a, something in the rules because surely it would have to come underneath something like, you know, you can go up for a mark, it could be an unreasonable act. The knee collects the back of the head and the player could be concussed and it could be a pretty severe act. Now, you're not going to get suspended for that because they don't want the high marking out of the game. So, um, you know, when you, look at, uh, when you look at something like what Maynard did, I mean, he's gone to smother. It wasn't as though it was a mark and he's gone back to kick it. He was in the act of play. Momentum by both players, one to smother and one to kick. Once you're up in the air, um, there is there's no doubt you've got you've got a right to protect yourself, um, and there's no way you come. I mean, what do you what what does Braden Maynard do? Disappear? Mm. He just couldn't. So I think they're trying to make an example of it. It's probably the wrong way to go, uh, just because somebody's come into uh, a position of power. Um, I just don't think it's the right thing. But I'm sure the Pies will fight it to the end. And um, it's very different um, to, um, yeah, a tackle and duty of care. This is nothing Maynard could have done about it. Thank you, John. Appreciate your thoughts. And all of us have uh, a different lens on all of these things in the sport that, you know, can have so many grey areas at times and interpretations. Um, But if you just look at that uh, as it is in a sport that has so much contact, goes at break, uh, you know, goes at full full throttle, 
Uh, there's no quicker game, is there, uh, in the world, AFL football. 36 players out on the ground, collisions, and what's deemed to be fair and what's uh, unfair. one three hundred seven three six seven three six. Harcourt's open line. You can jump on the temper text 0433981116. We've got a few more minutes here, and we'll jump into the first serve and talk uh, some tennis after uh, 8 o'clock uh, tonight, of course, wrapping up the US Open. Uh, David is in Mernda. Dave, welcome. Yeah, g'day, BP. Always love uh, talking. We've heard a lot about uh, Braden Maynard um, the last few days. So um, I just wanted to more um, change the topic quickly and just talk about there is another final happening in Melbourne this week. And it's opposite the G at Amy Park. And it's the semi-finals with uh, Melbourne Storm. And I reckon everyone should get around and get down there. Well, give us, Dave, give us your best uh, Melbourne Storm preview. Uh, look, uh, I'm actually really excited because my daughter, she's uh, only an eight-year-old and she's got a bit of a crush on uh, Meany. So um, I'm glad to see him come back in the side and fill yes. out the number one jersey. But yeah. that's the only reason. And it's a bit sad for Pappenhaus, you know, with yeah. his injury. and, and um, He's back. Yep. Um, all, the be- all, all the best for him on his recovery. But um, look, I, I just think... Um, Melbourne Storm have got, got the opportunity to get up there and they've got that big rivalry. If we win this one, um, let's not get ahead of ourselves, but we've got that big rivalry and let's mm. not stop Panthers, you know, getting through and making four, um, you know, three in a row because it hasn't been done since I was a kid sort of thing um, with the Eels. So um, I think, you know, it's really exciting. There's another opportunity for people that are, um, the AFL team, I'm a Saints supporter. If you side out of the finals, get down and see, uh, you know, another Melbourne team and that we can all get along. Good on you, Dave. Yeah, no, Melbourne Storm. great call. I, I say it every year to myself, Brett, you should get along to a couple of Melbourne Storm games. I mean, they have been a phenomenal club. Yes, they had one little chapter of their history that, uh, you know, has put a little cloud over it, but... Uh, you know, they've just been enormous value for money, haven't they? Incredible value for money. We talk about, you know, Sydney up in Sydney, you know, just regular um, you know, a regular finals team. They give their supporters so much value. You know what you're going to get. You know what you're going to get with the Melbourne Storm every year. They're always going to be up around the pointy end contesting for a title. Uh, Paul in St Albans, our last caller for the hour. G'day, Paul. Oh, how are we going? Going beautifully, mate. What do you got for us? Oh, I just want to have a go about that. Uh, Maynard. Yep. How'd you see it? Um, I reckon I'm a Carlton supporter. Yep. And um, I don't think he should be done for it. It was just a, it's a freak accident, you know. Like, as um, even oh, I remember that Chris Judd talking about it the other night, mm-hmm. like, and saying, like, it's just a, it's a freak accident. You. Yep. you doesn't matter a split second in a split second you can't even no go the way you want it when you're in the air you can't do a thing you, you just you've got to hit someone you know good on you uh paul I, I think a lot of people are seeing it that way just you know people who love footy and whether you you know you're a fan you play the game you coach the game whatever level that's how a lot of people are seeing it uh tim o'brien cody rack robbie mccomb delisted by the dogs today uh, Luke Foley has been delisted by the West Coast Eagles. So the clubs have started uh, the purge in terms of their lists for uh, 2024. First serve coming up in about five minutes' time. We'll uh, recap a big US Open.